Hello, hello, hello. Alright. Hey friends. Hey friends. I like that. Hey friends. Hey, I call them rioters. Diet rioters. Diet rioters. Welcome back to our podcast. Today we're going to talk about postpartum bodies. Yeah. Because we've both been there now. Yep. Ooh. Been there, done that. It's real fun. And I'm holding Ashton and some serious memories are coming back. Except for my baby had dark black hair. Anyways. Yes. It's Brooke and Alyssa Miller, dietitians coming at you, sharing our experience with postpartum bodies, mostly body image. Body image, yes. Yeah, I don't know. We haven't really planned this one because we're just going to chat it out because we've both been there and talk about our experiences. Yes. <laughs> so I had Aiden in November of 2015. So he's three, which is uh-huh. so sad to me. And little Ashton here is what, six weeks we said? You Almost said? six weeks. So that's crazy. Doggy. He's gained 40% of his body weight. That's awesome. In the last six weeks out of the womb than he did for eight months inside of me. That's crazy. That's how slow he was growing and without an me. NG tube. Yep. You're killing it, kid. So, so focused on that kid. Yeah. Getting um, that weight up. Yeah. So getting post so having your postpartum body, it's just so funny because I went into pregnancy thinking I was going to be um, active my whole pregnancy, and mm-hmm. I was up until the doctor stopped me yeah. and told me that I was not allowed to work <laughs> out anymore. Um, and then I, I just told Alyssa today, I thought I was going to go crazy without working out for six weeks. Uh-huh. Like, I thought I was going to go mentally insane, but honestly, I'm so tired and, like, the lack of sleep uh-huh. <laughs> that the thought of even going to the gym right now is like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm done with that. I'm good. So I have not... Nursing is enough of a workout. <laughs> yeah. Breastfeeding and pumping is, like, way more time-consuming than right. anything. Um, so for me, at least, I was so focused on before I got pregnant, I was like, I'm going to lose the baby weight and I'm going to be so focused on working out. And now I'm like, this is like the least of my worries. Totally. So for me, at least it is like my body is on the back burner because my body made a human. Yep. What did yours do? Yes. <laughs> yours do in the last nine months of its and life. And my, my body is feeding my child yep. and that's a lot of freaking work. And so for me, that's my focus. Right. Yeah, so I feel like I remember the first few weeks I was still recovering from freaking birth and oh, surgery. Oh, yeah. Well, you had C-section. That's yeah. way harder. Well, <laughs> Physically. Yeah. Physically that's to some recover. Some of it, I would say. I don't know. I don't have to deal with ring of fire. I've heard that's pretty rough. So. <laughs> Not for a four-pound baby. <laughs> that's true. That knee just slipped right out, huh? Yeah. He um, fell out. <laughs> I'm holding him, so if you hear my baby voice come out, it's not my fault. <laughs> He's so cute. So I remember not focusing on, like, my body or, like, losing weight or feeling that, like, until easily 12 to 15 weeks. Like, I was focused on nursing, getting, like, the rhythm down. Mm-hmm. I was staying at home with him. I was, like, I remember running around the house, like, it was so silly. Our house was so small, but I always had something I could be doing, like cleaning yes, or whatever. Yes, that is how I feel. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. My workout Pump right now is, like, me nuts. vacuuming yeah. or, yeah. like, doing laundry. Sure, That's a freaking yeah. workout. I do walk well, you. <laughs> and you did a really good job. Like, I mean, I don't think you gave yourself enough credit. The amount of energy and exercise she did while pregnant was 
really more than most women that I know. Yeah. But even true. like, even after the doctor said you couldn't do some of your high intensity stuff, you still did yoga. Like you, you weren't like, okay, I'm on bed rest. Like yeah. I was not as proactive with Aiden. I walked and it was just like, I'm just going to walk. Before that I had really only been running and I knew I didn't want to run pregnant. It just yeah. didn't, I know that it's safe and blah, 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 blah. If you're like a good runner, but I just didn't feel comfortable. And I was yeah. like, I knew that it wasn't worth it for me. So during my pregnancy, I really just walked. And in the first trimester, I didn't do much like active walking. I like would walk her dog or whatever, but I definitely didn't do like the back end of my pregnancy. And then when I came back to work, we all would power walk really Mm -hmm. on our breaks, like try to make it pretty far in like 30 minutes or 15 minutes. And that was like my bulk of my exercise. So I didn't even focus on that probably for 12 to 15 weeks until after Aiden was born. And I was not worried about my weight a lick like every once in a while I'd like catch a glimpse and I'd be like oh man like when is my body ever gonna go back to normal when I try to put my certain jeans on and I'm like well these ones are (laughs) gonna have to just wait in the drawer for a little bit which is a little depressing just because like I want to wear them with an outfit you know (laughs) when I leave the house I have the plan for these like I want to wear these because this shirt matches these jeans so yeah that's been the hardest part for me at least is just like not all my jeans are fitting. Right. And it's frustrating because you don't want to spend... I don't want to buy another pair. Right. So we work from home. And so it's like, it's easy to just wear leggings or just wear like whatever Sweaters. that fits. But like when you work in an office or when you're going to school or you have something you need to like kind of be a little bit more adult and like get dressed up for. Yeah. It's frustrating because you have all these clothes that used to fit and you think will fit again and you don't want to go spend money because you just spend a ton of money on maternity clothes, especially with your first right. kid. You just spent money or if you're lucky enough to get some clothes like lent to you or whatever on maternity clothes. And now you're kind of in this in-between stage where maternity clothes look super goofy on you. Don't wear them. <laughs> like, And then you can't quite fit into your old clothes and you don't want to spend hundreds of dollars on this like in-between size yeah. because you don't know where you're going to land. And that's the truth of the matter is like... Your body just made a freaking human yeah, give yourself from, some like, slack. dust, okay? Yeah. And it will change your body, especially with your first pregnancy. I'll update you on the second one, but I'm pretty sure after you've had your yeah. first, your body kind of resettles. Your hips widen a little bit. Like, your boobs change. Like, everything changes a little bit. And so, once I got back to what I... I didn't even get all the way back to, like, normal, quote-unquote, before Aiden. Um, before... But... <laughs> Oh, I can't handle it. He's so cute. Okay. Sorry. Editing. He is cute. He's so freaking cute, guys. I I forget. See, this is my pregnancy brain. And now baby brain sitting right here. Distracting me because you're so cute. Um, But basically, your body settles into a new shape. So even those jeans, like, let's say it was like size 8. Even if you got back down to a size 8... It's a different shape. Like you're, they might at least for me, yeah, yeah, it just fit different. I, I held body fat or body weight in different places than I used to before I had Aiden, and especially when I was nursing. And this is something that I don't feel like, you know, Brooke and I want to talk about like the media and the pressures that we feel, but like, especially I feel like they were just kind of out there in the media saying, if you work hard enough, if you work out, if you eat right you'll lose the weight quickly. And you'll get back to your exact body. Oh, sure. Yeah. (laughs) First of all, not true. Second of all, I did not lose... I I don't want to say that. I lost majority of the weight within a few weeks of having Aiden because you freaking 
pooped out a baby, okay? Yeah, yeah. all the amniotic yeah. fluid and <laughs> placenta and the baby. And your blood starts to like die yes. off and not come back. Like a lot of things <laughs> yeah. start to lower. So you lose majority of the weight there just from physically pushing the baby out. Mm-hmm. After that, my weight was really slow to go back down. And most of it was because I was still nursing. So my body was holding on to extra fat mm-hmm. stores, holding on. I didn't, and I, it was more important and more of a priority to me to be able to nurse my baby yeah. for 14 months or 15 months or whatever I did than to lose the weight, quote unquote. Yeah. And that's what I would say too. That was my priority. Is so my priority is feeding him, not, right. um, not necessarily like, like if I have the choice to cut down on breastfeeding, like for me, like if I had the choice to, um, quit breastfeeding or stop breastfeeding as much or pumping because uh-huh. right now it's like it's so time consuming to pump breastfeed and bottle feed my breast milk like it's so my doctor today was like you spend all day feeding and I'm like yeah I yeah. do I have no life um the cycle is real yeah but if I let's say I was like oh I'm gonna start working out for like three hours a day to yeah. try to get my pre-pregnancy body back like an insane amount and I had to give up that, like, to me, that's not worth it. Right. But, you know, I do think you can find 20, 30 minutes in your day to do something. Right. And it's just whatever you want to do, whatever feels right for you, whatever feels good mentally. Like, I have been doing a little bit of yoga here and there because it feels good to do yoga and stretch. But I remember a big change when I started lifting again after I had Aiden, just feeling like I could be a better mom because I was more... Like you were strong and you had more mm-hmm. energy and you were not winded going up the stairs or you were not winded picking up your baby or bouncing them. You know, Josh and I used to do this thing with Aiden when he couldn't sleep. They were like full on lunges. Okay. Oh like, yeah. I mean, and I got so mad at Josh for doing it because it worked so well. And I was like, well, dang it. Now we have to do lunges. Like, what did you just give him? Yeah. Like, if you wouldn't have introduced him to lunges, I was so mad. But, you know, it's funny because then when I started working out, things like that became easier for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, losing the weight that my body didn't need or didn't need to nurse or didn't need to hold on to did help me move around easier. So, like, there were pressures externally that I, I feel like I was pretty good of keeping out of my sights. There were moments mm-hmm. for sure that I broke yeah. down. I mean, the tummy pooch after a C-section is super real. And it's just, yeah. you just don't feel like yourself. I, I got stretch marks the last few, like literally the last few days of pregnancy. They just like all started popping up. Like certain things that just don't feel like your body and you have to relearn mm. what your body looks like or the way that it moves or the way that it responds to certain things. So I definitely had moments of like pure sadness. Like, I think that's mourning. normal because totally. you're used to looking in the mirror for so long. Like, especially if you... Let's say in your 20s, your weight was super consistent. Like for me, I looked essentially the same from the time I was like 19 until I had a baby. Yeah. Or until I got pregnant. Like from 19 to 29, like my body was legitimately like all my clothes fit. Yeah. Yeah, I was so stable. Yeah. So then when you have a baby, when your weight is that stable and your body's that stable for so long and then you look in the mirror, you're like well, this is kind of weird, you know? Um, And it's like, sometimes it's a little sad, but then you're also like, ah, screw it. Like, I pushed a baby out, so, like, give myself some credit. Exactly. Give yourself some grace. Give yourself some time. Like, the softer body, the, like, weaker muscles, the things that you kind of lose tone in are worth it. And And you can get it back eventually. Yeah, and if you want to work on it, great. And if not, you don't have to. (laughs) You know, it's, it's, but you need to be in a mental place of clarity, knowing that your body's going to change, 
but you need to also spend some time and work and energy on relearning yourself mm-hmm. and stop comparing yourself. I mean, this is something I feel like any woman can relate to whether you've had a baby or not. Stop comparing yourself to your 16-year-old self. Like, how many of my friends have said things like, I don't fit into the jeans I wore in high school. Good. You should not. Yeah, you're 30. (laughs) You're freaking 30. Like, you're a woman. You're a full-blown woman. You were in puberty still in high school. And it's so sad because I think people compare themselves to different periods in their life when, like, we all evolve. We all change. Whether that's having a baby going through puberty, changing our diets, changing like you're working, you're under more Mm -hmm. stress. Some people, you know, it just changes and you need to be okay with that because the less that you're okay with that, the more mental disordered eating you're going to come up with. Mm -hmm. Well, it's hard to like look at celebrities of like, oh my gosh, this, this person had a baby a month ago and she looks exactly how she did before she got pregnant. Well, Okay, she probably has um, personal trainers. She probably has chefs. On call. Her job is to work out and eat healthy. Like, she's getting paid to do that. So She's getting paid to look, quote-unquote, good according to our social standards. Right. That's what she's getting. That's her full-time job. So it's hard to compare yourself to that. (coughs) And then it's also hard, um, like, you have to think about your motivation for working out and eating healthy after your baby. So Mm -hmm. if your motivation is... You know, I just feel better when I kind of eat the way I did before I was pregnant. Um, And I kind of want to go back to the routine of workouts that I did before I was pregnant because I felt good and it was my mental stress reliever. Then great, go do that. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you solely are like, I am just working out and I'm only eating healthy only to get my body back. And that is your only like reason for working out and eating healthy. Like that's not a healthy it's not going to be sustainable not, no. and it's going to build serious mental like deterrence. Like you're yeah. going to, you're going to end up having disordered eating, God forbid an eating disorder full blown, or you're going to have body dysmorphia where you look at your body and you hate it and you're frustrated and you're sad all the time and you're focused on it and you say no to social engagements and you, mm-hmm. you know, you don't eat the way that you should. And then, God forbid, it affects your nursing supply or, mm-hmm. you know, or the way that you parent, your depression sets in. There's a lot of hormones that are going on postpartum. Yes. A ton. <laughs> I mean, people think pregnancy is hormonal. It absolutely is. But so is the postpartum period. I, I mean, honestly, it took me a full year to feel like my hormones had stabled back out. It yeah. took a full year. And I, I think you would have asked me at like three or four months. I would have been like, oh yeah, I feel fine. But like truly looking back in it, it was a full year. Mm-hmm. So like to think that manipulating your body or manipulating the way that you eat isn't going to affect your hormones is silly. That's so, so silly. So really what you're doing is you're putting yourself at higher risk for mental um illness or like mental, just not being able to process things the way that you should. Mm -hmm. And when you're not feeding yourself, you go into this starvation mode and your brain hormones change um, when you're in starvation mode, but your brain is literally thinking it's starving. I mean, could you imagine being a new mom? You're not sleeping, you're nursing all the time or mixing formula all the time up with a baby all night and then also starving. Yeah, Your well, body would flip out. The other thing, you know, postpartum depression and baby blues is so common. And yeah, like to anxiety, me, for sure. Yeah, to me, like starving yourself and putting all this pressure on yourself to get this body back, that can't be helpful right. for postpartum depression or baby blues. No. 
like that that mindset is not it's not what you need you know like you need to give your body some love and some grace and um one thing I heard from a different dietitian like years ago was nine months in nine months out like give your body nine full months easily to just like like to give like that first nine months after you give birth just like give yourself especially like the most grace during that amount of time and just like find your new normal find your new routine figure out like what workouts you feel good doing or yeah they might have changed yeah so for example after a c-section i have a hard time doing burpees not because I'm not physically active enough and I'm not, you know, strong enough. It's physically, ter- it like pulls on my scar. Oh, not worth it. No. So it's like, don't don't follow an exercise routine that's half burpees, you know? So I have a hard time, like, we used to do those, what were those workouts on, um, workout incomplete? Oh, fitness blender. Thank you. Pregnancy brain is real. <laughs> fitness blender. Uh, fitness blender on YouTube. Love them. Still love them. But a lot of their fitness, their workouts have burpees. So I do either a modified burpee or I do something completely different. Because it's not good for my body. So I used to do burpees all the time. Mm-hmm. Running, for example. I used to run a ton before I got pregnant with Aiden. And now, psh, psh, ah, yeah. Haven't ran in months. I haven't ran in a long like, time. <laughs> I mean, not just because I'm pregnant now. Even before I got pregnant, I just was not running. Yeah. Like when we were trying to get pregnant, I was like, this probably isn't the best workout for me. It put a lot mm-hmm. of stress on my body. I was down for like a whole, like the whole next day I was sore and tired and my joints ached. Yeah. And that's not worth it either. So it's like your body does change what it can tolerate because you're getting older, you know, and you had a freaking baby or you're just in a new period of life. And that's true of any stage, but especially the postpartum, like Brooke said, you're so delicate hormonally and mentally already to put that added pressure on yourself is a unnecessary period. But B, setting you up for failure. I mean, mm-hmm. really setting you up for like a diet, binge, restrict, feel good, feel bad, depression, you know, like being elated with your weight loss and then not seeing the scale move is so, so frustrating. Yeah. Well, like I weighed myself a few weeks after I gave birth and I was like, oh my gosh, I've lost 17 pounds. But mm-hmm. you know, it's like all baby and placenta and fluid and like <laughs> blood, you know, so um, but it's funny because I like wait, I got weighed at the doctor last week and I was like, oh man, I think I gained like two pounds back. Or right. Like, but then I was like, ah, I don't care. Like, right. <laughs> I'm so focused on just like being a mom at this point and trying to sleep. And if I have a choice <laughs> yeah. right now between a nap or like an hour workout, like I will take an hour nap because that totally. is what I need right now. There might be days though where I would, sh- there have been days where I have chosen like, um, yoga over right. a nap. And so it just kind of depends on what your body's uh, like feeling. But the other thing that we talked about in our breastfeeding one is if you are fully breastfeeding or breastfeeding or pumping, like you can't cut down calories um, super low. Right. You need 500 roughly extra calories a day. So especially if you're nursing um, postpartum, you do not want to restrict your calories because mm-hmm. your milk supply could tank. And adding working out on top of that. So if mm-hmm. you're restricting calories and working out um, even a little bit, you know, it, it definitely can aff- affect your milk supply. And I'm, you know, you do you, but like your priorities, you need to make sure, maybe talk through with someone what your priorities should be and what they should look like. Because I just remember that mental fog of postpartum. Your priorities aren't always clear. And like to get super real, you, I love my baby boy so much. And I, I'm so excited to be a mom and have more kids. 
but there's a moment of mourning that goes on when you have a baby of like mourning your old life. Like, mm-hmm. especially for your first baby. Oh, yeah. I feel like probably only yeah, for your first, your first baby. Yeah. I'll let you know. But yeah. after your first, there's just this period of like, oh, I can't just leave the house in a minute's notice. Like, oh, I can't just say yes to every invitation that comes from friends. Oh, I, I can't right. just sleep when I want to sleep. Right. Like my the sleep is the away. biggest one. Totally. Yeah. Like, because luckily we have grandparents here yes, that can help us. We are very lucky. Yeah. You know, I was out with my brother and sister-in-law in California a while ago, and um, I kept offering to them, like, I'll watch the kids so you guys can go out and I'll do this. And sh- they were like, no, we're good. It's good. And I was like, you have no one out here. Like, yeah, I can't imagine not having the oh, help that we, we had. took that up on like week three yeah. where like somebody was like, peace. My sister-in-law was like, oh, do you guys want to go to dinner? We're like, yep, we're going to make a reservation now. Bye. Yeah. And we just left, deep. like ran out of the house. That's awesome. <laughs> it's so important. I remember it took us like, oh, gosh, I want to say six months before I was like, we need to start saying yes to things. We need oh, to get yeah, out of this house. Do. We need to get date night going again. Like so many things that you need to mentally prepare for that you, you didn't think about before when you were pregnant, you know? And, but there was, I remember a serious period of mourning of just like, okay, this is my life forever now. Like mm-hmm. I can't just take a nap when I need to. I can't just like sleep in or sleep through the night. I can't guarantee a sleep through the night situation or that my kid won't wake up throwing up. Like Mm -hmm. it's such a weird dynamic, totally worth it. Like this is not to like deter anyone from having kids by any means, but there's a period of mourning you go through. So to be under that kind of stress and that like mental state and fog, and then to start putting in priorities that are seriously not important, especially Mm -hmm. at that juncture in your life. And, you know, like we talked on the last episode, there's so many better things that you could be working on as a human than your weight loss ability. Mm -hmm. Like, I love that quote. What what was it again? Um, Stop pretending like weight loss is like let's stop glorifying weight loss oh that's the most like the most important thing a human can do the most impressive thing a human can do or something it's so true and it especially during that postpartum stage of like you know and that it's sad because we put so much emphasis on that that's our conversation point with people like oh you just had a baby you look so great you look so great which i've totally told I've totally, totally told my friends that. Me too. I've actually told most, uh, pretty much all my friends, yeah. like, oh my gosh, you look so great because I like want to give them encouragement. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, I want them to feel good about themselves. Yeah, totally. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying something like that. But like when you put all the emphasis on that or when you are looking for that verbal confirmation of how good you look all the time, that's your priorities are skewed. You know, mm-hmm. there are better things you can be doing with your time than trying to get compliments or trying to make sure you feel worthy. So I think it's a very, te- like, not tedious isn't the right word. Dear God, pregnancy brain. Whatever. It's just a tight time in your life of, like, balancing everything because mm-hmm. it's so new. It's so different. And you feel pressure. That yeah. should not be, a, you know, it's like people do. That's the first thing they talk about is your weight. And sleep. Like, that's mm-hmm. the next thing that people talk about. Oh, is your baby sleeping through the night yet? Is your baby sleeping through the night? Yeah, and, like, they don't. No, so stop they asking don't. Me. Stop asking. And I don't want to hear about how somebody else's did because mine's not. Yes. And I just want to freaking sleep. Every baby's different. Every body's different. Every mom is different. Every parenting style is totally different. And I saw this thing that was, like, I can't quote it as well as you had your quotes. Yeah. But it was, like, this thing of, like, your, your ability to parent or how good of a parent you are is not dependent on how your kid sleeps through the night. Oh, yeah. Like, there is no 
timeline that your kid might start. My kid slept through the night really early and then now does not. Like very Yeah, I've heard that a lot back. actually from people. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, okay, you might have a week or two that's great and then a week or two that's horrible or a month or two that's horrible. So give yourself some grace, give yourself some time with parenting, with learning how to be a mm-hmm. freaking mom because this is our first time doing it. For yeah. like, sorry, Ashton, you're going to be like the one that gets all the mistakes you know yeah. like you that's just okay you i was a firstborn times <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you it's just it's all a learning curve so yeah so i think so give so the big things we want you to take away from this is give yourself grace and if you're a man that listens to our podcast i know it's pretty much females what? but um <laughs> men husbands like give your give your wife some compliments not necessarily about her body but just give your wife some compliments about how good of a mom she's being or like take the focus off her body. And luckily, like, um, Jesse and I joked, like, this was way before I got pregnant. Like he joked like, Oh my God, well, Shakira, she, you know, she looks amazing and she has kids. And I was like, (laughs) don't expect that from me. And you know, this was before I got pregnant. Yeah. And honestly, now like that we've had a baby, he's been so great. Like he's so excited about Sorry, our parents probably listen to this. He's so excited about how big my boobs are now that I'm breastfeeding. He's like, it looks like you got implants, you know? So he's probably breastfeeding for seven years. He's probably more excited about my body now because I have big knockers (laughs) compared to what I used to look like. Um, But it's been really nice because he hasn't focused on that at all. Like, I even was like, you know, I think I'm going to start working out again soon. And he was just like, oh, yeah, whatever you want to do. Like, there there has been no pressure of like, oh, are you going to get back in your routine? You know, right. are you going to get back into your outfits or whatever? And ladies, while we're talking about this, if your man's putting pressure on you to get your body back. Slap him. Oh, dear God. Turn give him, him into someone. We'll give our, give him, um, give us your address. Yeah. We'll, we'll have some, we'll, we'll have some strongly worded letters sent to him <laughs> followed by slappings in the face. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I can, I could not imagine being married to someone like that. And I do have to say... For the record, I don't think it's typically men that put this pressure on Yeah, women. typically it's women putting it's it on women. It's women putting it on other women. And a lot of it is... Ugh, so sad. It, a lot of it is women who've never had kids. Yeah. Or there are some women out there who, they, their genetics, they, right they do, they do nothing. Yep. And they nothing just different. get their body back, um, right. their body back. They get, like, back to their normal, um, like, figure. Yeah. And they truly don't do anything different. Right. And for them, like, that's awesome. Because if they didn't starve themselves and they just kind of ate the way that they normally ate mm-hmm. and got back to their pre-pregnancy weight, um, good for, like, good for them. Yeah. For... Everyone's different. Yeah. But also that's don't, fine. like, don't expect or don't expect, gosh, pregnancy brain. I think it's expect. Whatever the word is. Don't. Um, oh, this is word. Don't assume that yeah. you know what that person's been through to get their quote unquote body back. Yeah. Because if you say something or if you allude to, um, wow, it looks so easy for you or, well, you just bumped right back. I have to work harder than that. Like you're making someone feel bad. A, if they truly did get their body back right away, they don't need guilt for the fact yeah, that their body Yeah, and if they truly didn't back. do anything, like they're just being them. Right. But you also don't know. They might have disordered eating. They might have had a struggle yeah. with eating disorders in the past. So to bring that up as a forefront of a conversation, either even if you're trying to be nice, just avoid it. Like, just avoid it. Don't even mm-hmm. talk about it because they're going through their own struggle. And something that I've learned is, like, people who struggle with um, body dysmorphia or eat, disordered eating, eating disorders, 
uh, yeah, that sucks. And it's a horrible place to be. But there are other things other people struggle with. There's mm-hmm. Not one struggle is worse or harder than another. It's just different. So if you start complaining about your struggle with food or your struggle with your body and they don't have that and you kind of, um, I don't know, does this make sense? It's like you're giving yeah. them kind of an out, like you're acting like their life is easier than yours. That's not the case. But mm-hmm. in any, everyone has their own struggles or vice versa. If you're going around saying how easy it was for you to get your body back and, oh, I lost the weight right away and I have no problem and I look freaking hot. And then they probably assume like, oh, well, ever, why can't everybody do this? Right. Wow, they must be lazy. Like, you, you can't assume that either. feel bad. So it's like, focus on you. <laughs> there's, there's this girl, gosh, she's like a famous author. Someone can correct me who wrote it. But it was really funny. She says, keep your eyes on your own paper. Like, keep mm-hmm. your eyes on your own life. Like, you focus mm-hmm. on you and your struggles. Don't try to compare. Don't try to belittle. Don't try to act like you have it better or worse than anyone else because everyone's going through a struggle. So right. you focus on you. And especially in the postpartum season, don't, you know, and I hope Brooke doesn't feel this way, but like, I went through my postpartum year a few years ago. So like, my memory of it probably is not as what it really was. Mm-hmm. So to come in to someone like Brooke, who was a six week old baby and be like, well, I had it like this and my life was like this and blah, blah, blah. And try to give her like either advice or compare the two is silly because my memory of it is foggy at but best. But you're going to be going through it soon again. I know. And so true. Yeah, I think, yeah. And I think, you know, I'm a lot easier on myself than I think a lot of people are. Totally. And I think, so good. Yeah. Yeah. Just because I was like, you know, my focus is him and his health and he's had, like, right. I'm he very distracted with all of his health issues. Like, he's not a typical newborn, you know. Like, he yeah. has a lot more in his plate. So, oh. I think I'm more focused on him versus me. Um, but, again, I'm, I am excited to get back into my old routine of, like, mm-hmm. getting out of the house for an hour, talking to other adults. Like, for <laughs> me, going to the gym, again, it's going to be more about the social aspect of it and just, like getting out of the house um for me that's what I'm really craving and I'm excited for um and I'm really excited to go snowboarding again which I'm gonna do in less than a week so I'm super (laughs) excited to get back into that um but I think yeah just focus on what makes you feel good Mm -hmm. um working out for the goal of just like your mental health or whatever feels good in your body rather than getting your body back Enjoy, um, like truly enjoying that movement and making yeah. sure that like it, you're not putting the pressure on yourself to go. I have to work out three to five times a week. No, you don't. No Just one ever said that. However, yeah, do it. What makes you feel good? Yeah, and like Alyssa recently, so she's been trying to go to spin again, and you were gonna go at five thirty in the morning, and then Aiden didn't sleep, <laughs> mm-hmm. and so you know, there's times too where you may say, "I'm gonna do an early morning workout." Oh, but my kid didn't sleep. Okay, then skip that one and maybe do something later in the day or maybe just skip that day and do something the next day. Like, mm-hmm. be flexible because once you have a child, <laughs> your schedule's not yours anymore. Right. That's, exactly. like, the biggest thing I've learned is, like, the other day I was going to take a nap and I was like, oh, he just ate. He just got changed. He should be good. I'm going to take a nap. And then he started crying because he was hungry. And I was like, okay, well, this is an hour process. I yeah. guess I'm not getting my nap in. I remember, and it's okay, but it's just yeah. I'm not on my own schedule anymore. <laughs> I remember cluster feeds. Yes. Have you gone through that? Not really okay. because he's – so So uh, Ashton's a cardiac baby. So mm-hmm. he's way more sleepy than most babies okay. um, because he works so hard with his heart defect. Right. So I think, I think once his heart is healed, we will go through that stage. Yeah. 
But I actually have to wake him up a lot of times during the day. Um, Otherwise, he doesn't get fed eight times a day, which is, for him, we need him to gain weight for heart surgery. So I I have to, like, be proactive about waking him up. He wakes me up at night, but, yeah, during the day, he's pretty sleepy. So... Yeah. He has not cluster fed yet. I remember yet, the cluster but he will, I'm was sure. rough on me because it was... Now, to be fair, my my cluster feeding is probably a lot like you're like, trying to get him to latch. You aren't latching yeah. for very long and then your breast pump or you're pumping and then you're feeding him and then you're yeah. cleaning. Like, it's probably around the same amount of time it that it probably I is, feeding. Actually, yeah. <laughs> so you're probably right there in that time. But it just takes so much of your time and you literally look at your day and go... What the hell did I accomplish? I know. Actually, my friend, um, she just had a baby. So she brought her baby home the same day we brought Ashton home. Oh and we were texting the other day. I hope she listens to this. But uh-huh. um, she was like, do you feel just really accomplished when you get laundry done? Oh, and yes. I was like, oh my gosh. Or take a shower. Yes. And that's exactly what, that was exactly our conversation was. Uh-huh. Well, I did laundry today and I was like, I showered today. And it's so sad because I told Jesse like... Man, when I was pregnant, I thought, my maternity leave is going to be so easy. Uh-huh. I'm going to get so much done. So the productive. house is going to always be spotless. And, like, it's pretty clean usually. Yeah, but, like, it is. you know, our yeah. laundry is just, like, not as caught up as it as it normally is. Right. And just, like, things are starting to fall behind, even though I'm home. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, I just got to get myself some grace because yep. it's hard. It just, Maternity leave and being changes. a parent yeah. is so hard. I know. And it's so, like, you can't always explain it to people unless you've been there because you sound so, like, I don't know. It's like, oh, don't babies sleep all the time? Yeah, but they're also up all the time. Like, it's, like, 90 to 120-minute cycles of, like, Sleep, eat, play, sleep, eat, play, sleep, or whatever. The I forget what it, the order it went in. Sleep, eat, yeah, that was my hour. Sleep, Poop. eat, play. Yep. yep, and pooping and laundering and pooping through their diaper. Like, yep, I mean, it's baths. It's a lot of work and effort, especially when you're a new, brand new mom. You're like being a little bit more gentle. You're, you know, taking a little bit more time with it. Like, I think with my second, I'll be a little bit faster, but it's still going to be the same thing. You know, mm. you just can't get as much done. And especially for, like, to-doers, like, I feel like Brooke yes, and I are pretty to-doers. Yeah. yeah, It's like to-do list. We like to cross it off. We like to feel, like, accomplished. We like to, like, set big goals and get it done. Yeah. So, like, to just sit on the couch and hold the baby is, like, good for our soul, but hard to just look around and go, oh, I should be doing that. I should be doing that. It I is so doing hard, that. especially, yeah. like, the lactation consultants are, like, telling, because I'm still having, I'm still having issues breastfeeding. It's been, like, six weeks. And they're like, okay, you need to do skin to skin. Like, you need to set time aside. And it's so hard. I mean, I love holding him and I love right. cuddling with him. But I have such a hard time just being like, okay, I'm going to dedicate an hour to yeah. just, like, skin to skin with you. Because I feel bad just, like, laying here with you. Yeah. Like, I should be doing laundry or I should be doing cleaning. And, like, right. you know, Jesse's been great about helping and being like, you know, I'll help with laundry. I'll help with the chores. Don't feel like you have to do everything. Yeah. But, you know, when you're home... You yep. just feel like, well, it'll just be easier for me to just do it because totally. I'm here. So it is really hard to, like, take a break. Yep. It's so true. Instant. And the things. It's, I was talking to my sister-in-law um, about this, about just, like, parenting and being at home with your kids. And, like, the time that you spend with them, it's not as to-do listy. You can't, like, okay, teach Ashton how to read today. I'm like, no, yeah. that's not how it works. It's overtime. And I read this article a long time ago that says parenting is kind of like coloring on a white piece of paper with a white crayon. 
It's like you can't. I know. And it's like so good. Cause, and I think try to think about it all the time. Because it's like you're coloring with a white crayon on white paper and you see nothing has been done all day, all week, all month, all year. But then the years add up. And then all of a sudden you have this entire piece of paper covered in white crayon. And when anyone else tries to imprint something on them, they can't, right? Like on top of white crayon, very hard to color. Smart. Yeah, it was a really good, I wish I could cite it and I can't. But it was just a good way to think of it as like, I know it doesn't feel like I'm doing anything, but I am. So my hour of skin to skin, it doesn't feel like I'm accomplishing anything, but it matters. In the long run, hopefully one day he'll go into society and be productive. You know, it's like, that's all we can ever hope for is that our kids grow up and be decent human beings. So I know that is the true goal of like raising a kid is like, just make them a nice, kind, compassionate <laughs> yes. human being. And, like, that is the goal. I know. And parents put so much effort on, like, my kid's the smartest and the fastest and the best. And it's like, I want my kid to be the kindest and the I most generous know. and, like, a good human here on earth. That So when we got the down – this is, like, totally off topic. But yeah. when we got the Down syndrome diagnosis, I – you know, like, a lot of parents, they feel like they mourn the child that they expected. That's, yeah. like, what you commonly hear. Yeah. Um, and I told Jesse, I was like, you know, yeah, it'd be really cool to have a kid who's like in the NFL or the next <laughs> president or a lawyer or doctor. But like, truly, we weren't any of those things. Like, what are the odds <laughs> that we're actually going to produce like a child that's going to be that or uh-huh. the next prodigy? Like, we're probably not. Like, our yeah. kids are probably just going to like be similar to us, which there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Uh-huh. So then I was like, well, why are we putting so much pressure on our kids that we don't even have to like be the next president? And then we actually talked to a doctor in the NICU about this. And the doctor said, you know, I just want my kids to be kind and generous. And I said, yeah, yeah me too. And you know, our odds of having a kind child with Down syndrome are pretty high. Pretty but high. Yeah. He's probably going to be pretty joyous and kind. And he's so, like, be a little world changer. This yeah. Game. So, like, what else do I really have to ask for? Yeah, you it's know, so true. It's so true. Yeah. So don't be assholes, kids. Don't be just assholes. Be nice people. I know. Don't. I don't know. Anyways, let's turn into parenting. But it turned here. <laughs> But, and if you should listen to our last episode, because we kind of ended our last episode with compliments, but um, the homework, and this is still homework if you haven't done it, Mm -hmm. give your, give somebody a compliment that's not related to their body, um, their body or their body image. So compliment how they are as a friend or a parent or a sister or um, how generous they are or whatever. Work ethic, kindness, like so many things out there that you can compliment that Mm-hmm. people want to hear, you know, you want to hear that you're inspiring to someone else. I think that's like a good one is like pointing out something in someone else that you want to be more like, you mm-hmm. know, I tell Brooke all the time, like her dedication to like working out and like mental health and like all those sorts of things. I like, she changed who I was around that because of that, just being around it. So like finding something that inspires you about someone else and point it out to them because seriously, yes. it's like, it feels so good to be told that. It feels so good to tell someone that. Like, after you compliment someone, it, like, kind of gives you this feeling of, like, oh, I finally told them. Because I remember one of my podcasts, their therapist had died, and they were like, I wish I told my therapist what a life changer she was for me. Like, I'm sure she knows that because yeah. that's her job. But, like, it just would have been nice to have audibly said it to her before she died. And I just thought that was so true. Like, you never mm-hmm. want to die or move away, or you know, grow apart, or whatever, and not have told that person what an impact on their life they had, right? Yeah, so and do I, it. 
Yeah, a compliment I've given Alyssa a lot. Um, it's to her and Josh, I guess. Um, just about how they are as parents mm-hmm. and how I really like how this was before I. Jesse and I were talking about having kids, and we really the issue with us was we didn't want to give up our lifestyle. Oh, yeah, and we didn't want to give up date nights and just like time together Traveling. and staying saying no to things like. Right. And so, actually, like, I told Alyssa this, you know, like, I look at you and Josh's parents, and you guys still, yes, you love your child, and you're a great parent, <laughs> but, like, you guys still put each other first. Right. You put your marriage first. You you guys still do date nights, and you still go out, and you still have friends, <laughs> and you still have your own life, uh-huh. and you don't just have the identity of a mom. Yes, you are a mom, right. and you're a great yeah, mom, totally. but you have your own identity, which... Um, I can't say that about all my friends. Right. Like a that lot of people. Such a big compliment to me. It is. It's, it's like true. Focus. And Thank so I told Jesse, I was like, well, listen, Josh, they still go do fun things. So like, we're going to be like that. Like yeah. we're, and that's when I was like, we're going to go skiing and we're going to go travel. And yeah. we're going to, yes, like it's more planning, but you know, you can still do these things. And it's so healthy for your kid to see yes. that your life does not revolve around them. Yeah. Cause, Cause we've all met those spoiled. people. Yeah. We've all met those adults that clearly their parents revolved around them and then got divorced when they left the house because they had nothing else in common. It's like, it's so sad, but it's true. So it's always been a focus of mine and Josh's. And thank you for saying that because we, it's like a focus and I I wouldn't say we have to work very hard at it anymore, but we did. Like I said, Mm -hmm. like at the six month mark with Aiden, I was like, dear God, we need to like start living our lives. Like we can't just sit at home and like take turns holding him while the other one goes to the grocery store or does like bare minimum stuff. It's like, Let's go live our lives. Let's go do something, you know, so together. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, that turned into parenting and ranting, but you know what? But it's good. Yeah. We're giving everybody grace. No judgment here (laughs) on parenting or bodies, food or anything. Yeah. We're, I mean, we definitely, like, I feel like there are some things I can be judgmental about, but I usually catch myself like at the end, no shame, no guilt, no judgment about anything. Mm -hmm. You do you. So, right. Yep. All right, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week with another podcast. Yep. With both of us, thank God. Yep, we're all here. (laughs) Bye. Bye.